This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Testing the Blue Age. How far is the United States willing to go in defending Taiwan? The tension between Washington and Beijing over Taiwan continues to grow in real time. China announced a successful test of a hypersonic missile, while three U.S. tests of similar missiles are reportedly not as successful. They evidently did not steal that intellectual property from us. There is much military capability that is kept secret on both sides that would transform war again, as has happened throughout history. There will be fierce engagement in any new conflict in orbital space and in cyberspace. The worst losses, however, may be the result of the economic war that would accompany the military one. The entire world will be thrown into economic chaos with literally billions of people suffering. The best deterrent is that both sides are aware of that and remain rational. Ironically, navies have been best used throughout history as deterrents to war. The U.S. Navy dominance in the Blue Age has brought peace and prosperity to the world for 75 years since World War II. Once engaged in battle, the vulnerability of navies becomes exposed. Dreadnoughts and battleships litter the ocean floor. And for every supposedly invincible navy, there has been weapons and strategies developed to sink them. To think that U.S. carrier battle groups can escape this reality is hubris. Missiles or torpedoes that can vaporize the water in front of them to reach hyper speeds, making them nearly indefensible, can swarm a carrier battle group. These weapons are affordable to enemies that cannot fund or build their own navy. If as expected this war would be fought in the Asian Pacific, then China has the home court advantage despite U.S. forward deployment. There are overwhelming compelling reasons why neither China or the U.S. should ever want this fight. The primary reason is that despite who wins this battle, neither would win the war and the entire advancement of the human race could be offended. Are we to believe that this president, who balked at sending a few thousand U.S. troops into Kabul to hold back the Taliban militia to better protect the exit from Afghanistan of U.S. citizens and our allies, is going to order the U.S. military to war with China over Taiwan? President Biden messed up again in his recent statement that the U.S. would come to the defense of Taiwan if China acted to invade the island. That is not our formal commitment to Taiwan. We have committed by agreement to help the Taiwanese defend themselves, which we have been doing in providing them defensive weaponry, logistical support, military expertise, as well as economic and political aid. We have not committed, however, as Biden was interpreted as saying with his inartful statement, that we would go to war with China over Taiwan. Engaging China in a war over Taiwan is not in our national security interest. Publicly, Washington should continue to embrace strategic ambiguity, but privately convey to Taiwanese leaders that we will not fight a war with China. That would greatly incentivize Taipei to make whatever political moves and engage in any negotiation necessary to ensure the perpetuation of the status quo. It is up to Taiwan to convey the cost of a military incursion by China of Taiwan as their deterrent. We can help with that, but we cannot be the point of their sword. According to Greg Easterbrook, author of The Blue Age, The blunt hard reality is that a Taiwan maintaining the status quo is far better than a smoldering wreck of an island conquered by Beijing. 
My viewpoint is that given a full-blown conflict between China and the United States, no one wins, everyone loses. The global economy would tank. The disruption of trade with China for U.S. agriculture would be economic depression-like in consequence. The current relationship between China and the U.S. is thought by many Chinese antagonists as China winning. We win too, yet Chinese-U.S. trade relations are stuck again. Here in the U.S., blustering about the evils of China is still what politicians do most of. It is one of just a few bipartisan exercises in D.C. No one wants to look soft on China. The U.S. public has bought into the negative mindset toward China. They stole all of our jobs, right? Tariffs have made no impact bringing them back, yet Biden is maintaining them, seeing political consequences in removing them. Most are unwilling to challenge the assumption that China is inherently bad and our enemy. Even in farm country, which has prospered immensely from trade with China, it is not acceptable in most corners to say anything nice about China. The relationship between China and the United States has no rhyme, so it is new history rather than history repeating itself. China is a rival, not an enemy, at least until we allow them no other choice. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.